Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we had a great question come in earlier this morning on our Montana Talks app. This came in from Jeff in Belgrade. Are there any new laws that passed through state legislation that we should be aware of? Yeah, with yesterday being January 1st, first off, Happy New Year to all of our uh, great uh, listeners out there across Montana. Uh, but Jeff and Bill Gray say, hey, any new laws that took effect on January 1st? That's a good question. We'll get into a little bit of that uh, this morning on the show. But first off, uh, we've got a great sidekick with us here on this first live show of the new year. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, in the house with us. John, Happy New Year, and thanks for sticking around with us here this morning. Always, always. Happy New Year. Yeah. You know, um, I've joked about how usually every day there's at least one Oh, for Pete's sake, moment. So yesterday, we did this two-hour New Year's Day special. We were at the Cigar Lounge. We had uh, former State Senator John Brennan out of SCOBY. And, you know, I John calls into the show, and it's great when he calls into the show from SCOBY. It's always fun. Um, but I thought, hey, he's going to do this song for us. You know, you and I were joking a while back about how everything, it's just blame climate change. Doesn't matter what the world's problem is, just blame climate change. Blame climate change, right? And so I, I had thrown it out there. I said, we got to get John Brendan, who's a really good singer. We got to get him to sing a blame climate change song for us. And so so anyway, he says, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in Billings. I'm going to be down there. And uh, if you want to have me on. And so so even though it was my I took the day off because it was right before Christmas, I said, hey, I, I grabbed my gear. We record this like two and a half hour long worth of audio at the Cigar Lounge. And we're talking Montana political history more. We get about two hours and 15 minutes into it, and Greg Frank says, hey, weren't we going to have John sing a song for us? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> so here we sit there for two hours. Didn't even do the one thing we planned on doing the whole conversation for. It was the blame climate change <laughs> happens song. Happens all the time. Yeah, happens all the time. Uh, well, let, let me... So what I what I was I was gonna play this extended audio today because we uh, we had the the special program yesterday for New Year's Day, but I've got some extended audio that goes in in a little bit more depth. But I think I'll save that for later in the week because uh, now we got you uh, sidekicking with us here uh, for this uh, uh, for, for this hour today. Uh, but let me give you just a sample. It's 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 a little different from the South Park version of Blame Canada. Uh, if you want to blame climate change, but here's just a sampler of uh, uh, former State Senator John Brenner's Brendan's uh, Blame Climate Change song here uh, that we didn't get to yesterday. Climate change, climate change, that's what it's all about. Climate change, climate change, that's what it's all about. John Kerry flies in his wife's jet. This really makes the GOP upset about climate change, climate change. That's what it's all about. Climate change, climate change. It's time to throw Biden out. All right, then he goes on about the Keystone XL pipeline, uh, liberal Senator John Tester, old Hunter Biden, and more. But we'll play that later in the week for you in full. Look, sometimes... state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, 
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, jumping right into it here. John Jackson's side kicking with us here on Montana Talks on this first Tuesday of 2024. Taking your phone calls as well, 406-294-0970. John, how many times have we seen it time and time again? You know, I was I was born in the Reagan 80s. And well, it wasn't Reagan just yet, but 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 Reagan was on the way. Uh, and, and so uh, but anyway, how many times have we seen it where we cut taxes and we increase revenue? You cut taxes. It helps the economy. You increase revenue and they end up getting more revenue in government coffers. And what really drives debt and deficits is spending, not tax cuts. Uh, anyway, uh, here in Montana, look at it. For the second legislative session, they cut taxes, and yet we continue to get more revenue. Happens time and time again. It was a great, great, if you remember back in the day, <clears throat> Bill O'Reilly had, oh, I think Obama came on his show twice in eight years. And O'Reilly used that time to press him on the capital gains tax. And he said, I mean, they're sitting right across from each other. He said, President Obama... The, the the facts show this. This is a fact that when you cut capital gains taxes, you get an increase in revenue. It's a fact. So why do you want to raise capital gains taxes? And he just looked at him and he said, because that's the right thing to do. That's the fair thing to do, Bill. Right. Hey, to punish how, success. <laughs> to punish success. That's right. We're not thinking about the taxpayer and, and you know lowering their burden. No, we just want to control people and take more of their money. Yeah, and, and I say that uh, because, one, uh, I want to go back to this message that we got from Jeff in Belgrade. Hey, are there any new laws uh, that, that just took effect here for January 1st? So a, a lot of new laws that were passed by the Montana legislature last spring – some took effect on October 1st, uh, and then some are just now taking effect here uh, yesterday, January 1st. Uh, two of those bills are include this. Uh, just got this news uh, uh, from the uh, Montana State Senate majority. Montanans are now paying lower taxes after state legislation lowering income tax rates went into effect on January 1st. Uh, one bill, Senate Bill 399, simplified Montana's tax code by reducing the number of income tax brackets from seven to two. Uh, and uh, and then the other one cut the top income tax rate from 6.5% to 5.9% and increased the earned income tax credit from 3% to 10%. Uh, those changes total about $170 million in annual tax relief. And so, but here's the other thing is that we continue to see a budget surplus. There continues to be a surplus of excess revenue flowing into state coffers back in Helena. Yeah, <laughs> that's they show you that it works. It's a fact that's been borne out over, what, 50 years or 70 years of our own personal economy. But see, they, they don't care. It's because it's, it's about control. It's about controlling you, deciding who's going to be successful, picking winners and losers. They are not about capitalism. Everything they have told you is they are anti-capitalism. They want the power. They don't want you to have any of it. Yeah, um, well, and that ties in with another um, another news update. So, uh, and I, you guys, I think I think David Noble brought this up last week, but just wanted to just kind of double tap one uh, one topic here. So, uh, Lucas Schubert, 
a uh, young man in the Flathead Valley. He calls into the show from time to time. Uh, anyway, uh, first uh, first heard his name by seeing some of his posts on Twitter. Uh, he made a great point. Back in July, um, legislative Montana Democrats sent a letter to Governor Greg Gianforte requesting a special session of the legislature. And so they, what they were doing is they wanted Montanans to think that they cared about high property taxes. So they were calling for a special session of the legislature. Well, before Christmas, a few weeks ago, the Montana Freedom Caucus put out a call for a special session of the legislature. And it sounds like the Democrats voted against it. So they claimed last July they wanted a special session because they claimed they were concerned about rising property taxes. They just had a chance to vote for a special session to address property taxes, and they voted against it. So Wait, hold, hold a second here. Are you trying to tell me Democrats stage some kind of political theater and then didn't follow through? I am shocked and dismayed. That has never happened before. Never, never. It's, never it's, happened before. <laughs> they, and they always support tax cuts. I mean, they loved the Trump tax cuts, right? They, they, they... Oh, wait. Yeah, well, wait, I, I thought that was described by Nancy Pelosi as Armageddon. <laughs> that's that, right. That's how she described yeah, that. And, and, and the other thing that's interesting about it is, okay, so back in July, they wanted a special session so they could try to help lower property taxes, even though their plan would have raised property taxes for folks in eastern Montana so that folks in eastern Montana could help people in Missoula pay for their property taxes. But there were some of the same legislative Democrats that voted against the property tax rebates. That voted against the income tax cuts. That voted against the income tax rebates. But boy, twenty of them sure decided to get the property tax rebate for themselves, even though they voted against it for you. I tell you what, what you, what everybody needs to be watching out for, and nobody's talking about right now, is what we always say is the most important vote you will ever cast is for your governor. Okay, president is second, and COVID showed you that. Um, your governor decided whether you lived in a gulag or in a free state, right? Well, what's going to happen? You know, if the Democrats get back, if Biden wins the White House again, what they're all going to do is they're all going to get together and declare this big climate emergency. It's going to be like COVID. And if you live in a blue state or you have a blue governor, you have a Democrat governor, he's going to inflict all that on you. Uh, before we get to, we're going to get to our callers right after this break. Francis and Big Fork, you're up first, young lady. But before that, an important public service announcement to all the illegal aliens out there. Reminder, free health care for illegal aliens in California. Public service announcement, free health care for illegal aliens in California. Just in case any of you are still hanging around Bozeman or anywhere else for that matter. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got some great callers on the line, so you better call in right now if you want to uh, want to get in the queue. 406-294-0970. We got uh, Gary and Billings. We got Tim and Shelby. But first up, Francis and Big Fork. Uh, Francis, happy New Year to you. Great to hear from you. What's going on? Well, I was just thinking about this upcoming election. You know, Rosendale, if he'd stay in the house, he's a good fighter there. And I'm glad they got rid of McCarthy because all he did was cave like a whiff. And uh, so I'm glad Rosendale is there. But I, if he starts for the, you know, to fight, uh, go against Tester, then she, he, and then I think there's two more guys, and there's Democrats. They'll spend so much money fighting each other, they won't have any money left to 
fight Tester, and he's got lots of money. And we got to remember that all the people got to vote for Wilson and tell all these dumb young ones that they got to give up all their plastic. <laughs> yeah, because it's oil. All all the uh, the climate protesters. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was yeah. thinking about that too. If if you're stuck sitting uh, on a bridge idling your car because you can't drive on on uh, on your your highway because a bunch of pro Hamas protesters are blocking the road or a bunch of climate activists are blocking the road, uh, do they realize that you're actually uh, putting more uh, emissions into the air while you sit there and wait to get through? It? Um, so. So am no, I hearing too dumb? So so am I hearing you right, Francis? What you're saying is because I know, you, yeah, you're a big fan of of the work Congressman Rosendale's been doing in in Congress, and uh, yep, yeah, I, I remember when that. the McCarthy battle, man, we were in Columbia Falls when that was right in the middle of it, right? And uh, and you, yeah, you yeah. you you love the approach that the Congressman Rosendale took, but what you're saying is, hey, stay in the House, stay in the fight there, and let somebody else uh, uh, take out John Tester. Yes. For this time. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's so much corruption in Washington. And poor Trump, when he got in, he knew there was a bunch, but he had no idea that Mitch McConnell and all those guys were just as rotten as Biden. Yeah. Well, you Francis, know, yeah. He got the good. Oh, excuse me. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. You had one more thought to share? Well, I, Trump did get in all these good, uh, uh, in the Supreme Court, and we need them there. That's you right. Know? And they always trash Trump, but just remember, if you get Biden, you get a hell of a top country. Look at what we've had over the past three years. I know it has a lot of people very concerned about what craziness might take place in 2024. Well, Francis, great to hear from you. Yeah, I, I don't know if you caught our, our New Year's Day program yesterday with John Brennan and Greg Franks, but I thought it was interesting. Both of them basically said the same thing that you said, which is, hey, they're, you know, they're very big fans of the work Congressman Rosendale's been doing in the House, but they want him to stay in the House and stay in the fight uh, there. Uh, for some of the same reasons you articulated. Uh, let's see. Uh, next up, and then we'll get John Jackson's take uh, on, on, on both of these callers here. Uh, Tim in Shelby. Tim, thanks for the call. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, I got one question. I just don't understand is how come every time Trump turns around, they're putting him in, in court. And, and, and Biden and his son are doing the same thing. But they get away with it with a slap on the fingers. It's ridiculous. I mean, come on. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I yeah. mean, what, when Trump when Trump had the the files, you know, okay, well he was president and they were in a secured location. They even had guards in his in his home. And Biden, he had him in his garage next to his car. What did they do to Biden? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, and and Donald Trump was president and was covered under the Presidential yes. Records Act. And uh, right. whereas Joe Biden, when he was storing these classified documents, 
He was not a president at the time. No, he, he was, was a vice senator. President. He was a vice president. He was getting, yeah. and, and so so clear violation of the law, and yet not held accountable. And 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 then he's storing these top secret documents in his beach house next to his Corvette yeah. that both were likely yeah. paid for by the communist Chinese through the uh, Hunter Biden uh, smuggling operation, right? Well, you know, he probably didn't even have any damn security on the garage. Yeah, not like Trump. Trump had all kinds of security. He even had his own own security guards. Well, he had the Secret Service steel protection at the time. Yeah, yeah. Unless you count, you know, unless Hunter Biden nervously smoking cigarettes outside the garage is counted as security. I guess that, that maybe that could be the body. That'll be the bodyguard too. You know, uh, <laughs> featuring Ariana Grande and Hunter Biden. Uh, uh, all right, John Jackson, your take. A uh, couple of phone calls there. First off, what Tim and Shelby had to say because I I know you've addressed this via Twitter over the break because a lot of people say, oh. This is just a 3D chess move uh, by the left. They're prosecuting Trump so that Trump gets more popular with the Republican base so that Trump is the one on the ballot because they think Trump will be easier to beat. Okay, if the, if that's their strategy, then why are they trying to remove Donald Trump from the ballot? <laughs> that, that's all you hear. That, who that comes from are the never-Trumpers out there, the big GOP uniparty uh, uh, eunuchs out there. That's all they do is say, yes, yes, let's see what's happening here, Aaron, is this is five-dimensional chess. And the Democrats are indicting Trump a hundred times and also trying to remove him from 20 states of the ballot because they really want to run against him. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we're the we're, we are nationally syndicated political pundits. So listen to our expertise. You know, <laughs> get the fudge out of here. Yeah, it's uh, it's again. Oh, the the people that are saving democracy are removing candidates off the ballot, so you can't vote for people in a democratic election. Uh, absolutely insane. Let's go next. Oh, uh, before I get to Gary and Billings, did you? Any thoughts on what Francis and Big Fork had to say about, you know, Rosendale potentially running for the Senate? Man, it's 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 getting pretty late. I mean, she he officially jumped into the race six months ago. He's already got uh, ads on the airwaves. He's already taken the fight to John Tester. Uh starting to get a little late. I mean, tick-tock. Well, like, Francis is dead on, as always. And, you know, just, she's saying the, the quiet part out loud is that the time, the clock has run out on Matt Rosendale. He's one of my favorite guys, if not my favorite guy in the whole U.S. Congress. But where he's at right now, here in January, all the big money is behind Sheehy. All that big money is, even if he was to beat Sheehy in, in the primary here, is not going to come to him. He doesn't have President Trump's endorsement. I don't see his path right now. Well, and I, I, I saw this too via CNN, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I, I think of MTG as being kind of one of the more Freedom Caucus kind of hard-charging, uh, you know, folks uh, in that House caucus. But, man, she went after him over the Christmas holidays uh, for, for not supporting Trump earlier. So that was kind of a fiery shot across the bow there. Yeah, well, she's not going to forget, and President Trump is not going to forget, you know, back in January when, you know, he was calling in to members of the House during that speaker fight. And there's that famous picture of MTG trying to pass President Trump's phone call to Matt Rosendale and him not taking 
taking the call. And, it, you know, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter who you are or what you are doing. If the president is on the phone, <laughs> you take the call. You know? it's, it, it, what if it's Joe Biden asking for more mint chocolate chip ice cream? I, yeah, you still. Would you still take the call? Yeah, might as well. It's, great call. Great call. Great call. Or just, yeah. hey, Joe. I'll bring you some damn ice cream, but just secure the freaking border, would you? <laughs> I'd take that call. All right. I might not bring the ice cream, though. I'd be like, you didn't secure the border yet. Got to play hardball here. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Gary and Billings. Gary, thanks for the call. Happy New Year. Hey, guys. Uh, best wishes for you guys. Really make my show. Um, what I want to talk about was several articles in the paper yesterday uh, that, Donald Trump is a dictator. He's going to destroy the world, and uh, we we wonder who is destroying the world. And we really thank you guys for the show that you bring for information for us. And thanks, thank you very much. All right, thanks, Gary. Yeah, Donald Trump's. Yeah, John, you don't know what's going to happen if Donald Trump is reelected president of the United States. Um, look, uh, look at everything that's happening under Joe Biden right now, right? Well, Aaron, um, um, Ann Coulter said twenty years ago. She said, "If you want to find out what the left is up to." Listen to what they accuse you of. See, they know what they've been doing and what they got planned for us in the dictatorial um, aspect. Uh, you've watched it all during COVID, all now with Ukraine. Everything they do is because they say. They're not waiting for you to give them permission. It's do as I say. I'm commanding you or else. Right? That's why they're so, they, they, they want to throw that label at Trump because they know that's what they're doing. Well, and, and, and it goes back to, to something I've been talking about here in the new year, which is, okay, whenever the left says they're saving something, they're actually destroying it. They claim they're saving trans kids by removing body parts, and they're actually destroying those kids. They claim they're saving democracy by removing opposing candidates off the ballot. Well, they're actually trying to destroy our, our constitutional republic. Uh, let's see, about a minute before our next break, let's go to Bobby in Kalispell. Bobby, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Uh, the new uh, tax bill that's for uh, veterans, uh, backstory real quick is I had purchased property up here in 2007 between deployments to Iraq and uh, got up here. I retired back in Georgia, started taking pay back there. It seems that uh, I'm ineligible for that uh, discount with the new veterans thing because I didn't start receiving pay up here as a retiree. Huh. The other thing is... Is this the property tax older, one? Is this the property tax one or um, for, no, for 100% no, disabled this, or is this the uh, the uh, pension exemption? The pension exemption, the 50%. Huh. Because, because I didn't start drawing retirement pay here, I'm not eligible for it. Well, and you well, have to be working. So those people who are older and retired are not eligible for it either. Huh. This is coming off of the tax... Uh, Montana tax revenue website. Really? See, it seems like whether you first drew it in Georgia or, or not, it shouldn't matter. Anyway, hold that thought. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. There has been a breakthrough in gluten research at Kansas State University where researchers have developed a wheat-based food that contains lower amounts of gluten. Now, this is a discovery that could lessen the adverse effects of celiac and other autoimmune diseases. Scientists from Kansas State, USDA's Ag Research Service, and partnership with Kansas Wheat successfully used the gene editing technique called CRISPR to reduce the presence of two types of gluten-coating genes. Gluten is a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. 
And when people with celiac disease eat gluten, their body mounts an immune response that attacks the small intestine and the small finger-like projections that help the body absorb nutrients. Researchers admit they were surprised that once the genes were edited, it reduced the immunotoxicity. However, gluten will not be completely removed from wheat as it's an important part of bread making. While the reduced gluten level achieved so far will not make it safer at this point for those with celiac disease to eat gluten products is an important step forward. Well, Brazilian-owned JBS subsidiary Swift Beef Company has been ordered to pay $275,000 in penalties to resolve alleged violations of the Federal Clean Water Act. According to the EPA, the company failed to comply with Water Act permit limits for numerous pollutants at its facility in Grand Island, Nebraska. I'm Lee North Blonde. So I- Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. Uh, we're going to talk more about a uh, the uh, special session. If you missed the news over the holidays, an effort to call for a special session of the legislature came up short. Uh, so I know we've got a couple callers on the line that want to weigh in on that. Uh, uh, but first, I want to go back to Bobby in Kalispell. Yeah, Bobby. Um, yeah, I know. I, I talked with you briefly during the break. I hope you uh, hope you can email me that that Montana Department of Revenue info that you're looking at regarding this military pension exemption. Uh, yeah, because the new law is that you know uh, military retirees can get fifty percent of your 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 taxes on your pension exempt now. Uh, Montana was one of the you know just a handful of states that still taxed military pensions, but. But if what you're telling me is right, that's that's something that that should be changed. If 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 it's an accurate read on this, because yeah, you're you're right. The whole point of exempting military pensions is we want we want Montanans or or other you know great veterans that want to come to Montana. Of course, you're going to retire out of a Fort Benning, Georgia, or whatever they call it now, or a Fort Bragg, North Carolina, or whatever they call it now. Uh, I think it's called Liberty Drive officially, but uh, you know. And so, if if you can only you know benefit from that tax exemption if you first drew your pension here in Montana, that that doesn't make sense to me. So, uh, but maybe John Fuller's listening could could uh, fill us in uh, as well. It, it did not make sense to me either uh, when I first read that. So I had to go read back through it again. But the requirements are. You have to be working. You have to have retired and started drawing your retirement pay here in Montana as a Montanan, a resident, before that would apply. And it's only good for a five-year period. So you can't, after five years, it goes back to full pay, full taxes. That kind of reminds me of, you know, when uh, when I first got back from Iraq, you know, it was cool cool deal. You get like five years where you, you got the free hunting license for five years. But then I was deployed for half of that time anyway. I was like, oh, the clock's ticking. Son of a gun. I'm overseas still. Oh, well, I ain't got time anyway. But all right, Bobby, thanks for the call. Yeah, we'll see if uh, maybe Senator John Fuller is listening and, and can fill us in on the details on that a little bit more. Maybe something needs to be addressed in the next session, if not sooner. Maybe there's some uh, clarifying guidance to the regulatory process somehow there. All right. Uh, next up, let's go to Al in Bozeman. Next up, Al, what's going on? 
Yeah, so I'm just wondering on that special session. I know uh, just one Democrat voted for it, but we uh, there's about 30 Republicans that vote against it. I'm just wondering if you have any insight on why they might have gone against it or, or you know, what what happened there. Yeah, no, good question. Yeah, because some, some Republicans, several Republicans did vote against uh, having a special session. Um, so w- do you did you look um, – I know the full list is on our Montana Talks website right now. Who was the one Democrat that voted for a special session? Because, yeah, I was kind of wondering uh, on that. I knew most of them voted against it, but I wasn't sure if, if at least one of them voted for a special session. Do you remember uh, who voted for it by I, chance? I just saw the list. It said 31 Republicans voted against it, 36 Democrats, and, you know, 57 Republicans voted for it, uh, for the special session, and one Democrat. But, I mean, there's a lot of Republicans that could have, you know, pushed this through, and I'm just curious who, if there's a, a good reason or, you know, what their reasoning was, if if you have more of an inside track on that. Yeah, I mean, I could probably give my insight as to why I think they, they might have done it. Um, but, uh, but may, maybe one of them would call in, uh, maybe one of the, uh, rep- legislative Republicans that voted against the special session would, would call in, um, uh, barring a phone call from one of them in the meantime. Um, yeah, I, I could give my speculation here in just a second or actually next up on the phone lines, uh, we've got representative Jerry Schillinger out of, uh, out of circle. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah. So anyway, let's go to uh, representative Schillinger, uh, Jerry, great to hear from you. Well, good morning, Aaron. Morning. It's another uh, great day here in eastern Montana. Beautiful day, but we're going to need some moisture eventually. Uh, Well, a friend of mine years ago used to always tell me, he said, well, you guys always get the moisture when you need it. And I said, oh, really? And he said, yep, (laughs) because you always need it. So that's accurate from that standpoint. (laughs) To get to the the, uh, topic of special session, because I know your time's limited, the Democrat, actually, that we could recognize right off the bat was Senator Marianne Dunwell out of Helena that actually voted for the special session. So my hat's off to her. And just to broadly address some of the whys that those that voted against it had that I'm aware of, one is that the call uh, between from when we would know, which was just a few days ago, tell the date we called the special session for January 15th, they just felt that was too short, didn't give the staff time enough to prepare for the session. Um, there's some uh, on in, in our caucus that in the regular session, as well as now, don't believe that the taxpayers should get back any of that money, that uh, there's lots of places that state government could spend it. And as a Freedom Caucus, we're just opposed to that idea that when we set a budget, we think that's what the budget should be, not not to when there's a windfall to take it and spend it. So um, that's kind of where we're coming from. And since the regular session ended in May, an additional $230 million about of excess tax collections or so-called surplus has come in, and that was part of the call was to return those funds. And some people I've heard say that, well, no one gets that much back out of $230 million. It's not really that big a deal. But it is a big deal because... It, it puts us a, a slowing effect on the growth of state government. If you leave $230 million more in state government, it will get spent. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times that ends up in ongoing obligations down the road. So that uh, comes back to haunt the taxpayers 
even more. So that's a, that's a little bit of the background on that because what we were hoping for in a special session was permanent tax relief by lowering the 95 statewide mills to 85 uh, to uh, clarify the language that the, legis- that the executive could use to let those mills float so that they would actually align more with uh, what the count- most counties levied this year, which was, I think, 78 mills. And then, of course, uh, re- return $230 million of excess collections and the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, which would allow the voters in the next session to mandate to the legislature in the 25 session to come up with a permanent automatic refund of over-collections so we don't always have this battle about special sessions. Or yeah, see, that's what I like, yes, yeah, especially because there's two years between sessions. I really like the idea of automatic triggers. In fact, once there's a surplus of blank revenue or whatever – automatic rebate right to the taxpayers we got our money back you've over collected you've taken too much of our money you give it back i like that idea all right well, representative jerry schillinger great to hear from you as always uh, a great recap i think that answers our previous caller's question very well there john jackson your thoughts i mean i, I like the idea of hey it's it's our money give it back and matt and helena sent us a message as well hey maybe the rebate to montana homer homeowners could be automatic in the future just automate some of this stuff we talk about special sessions i think the the Montana legislature needs to be more nimble because what, what have you seen over the last three years? You've seen these activist judges throughout Montana are making it their business to strike down very effective laws. I mean, boom, the minute you pass them, they're striking them down. Boom, 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 boom. The Montana legislature needs to be able to, when that happens, come back into some kind of very quick special sessions and rewrite the law. Do you think any kind of blue state out there would sit still for Republican judges undermining and undoing their agenda You know, at, at, at every turn? No, they would not. They're there just like they did in New York. They were ready to rewrite that concealed carry bill. It was already written when the SCOTUS overturned it. It was already written. Yeah, no, I, I I see exactly where you're coming from, and and these interim committees don't nest, don't do the don't do the trick, uh, and and that's really I know, I know we take pride in the fact that our legislature is a citizen legislature and only meets every other year, but it, uh, your your point about being nimble and being able to to go in and should it be a big battle for a special session or should they meet more regularly throughout the off year, uh, in a formal basis. To where, because what you have is, you know, the executive branch. Yeah, technically the governor is in charge of the executive branch, but you also got a lot of unchecked bureaucracy. And like you say, you got liberal judges that are abusing the bench to push their agenda. Whereas if the legislature can immediately come back and say, okay, judge, we took your your blank concern into consideration. We've rewritten the law. Here you go. And rewrite the law. Yep. And if that judge wants to keep wasting the people of Montana's time, then okay, you want to play stupid games and win stupid prizes? We got it for you. Yep. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. If if not, you're going to have half of your agenda every time get struck down by these people. You just need to, you know, uh, business as usual doesn't work anymore. That's right. Uh, Evan and Belt sent us a great message when it comes to cutting taxes and raising revenues. Uh, God, I, I don't want to get cut off before we hit the uh, the hard break here. So I'll, I'll share the message from Evan and Belt here right after the break. Then we'll get to Annie in Billings on the phone lines and... Uh, we got more callers on the phone lines as well, so stand by. Very fast-moving hour here today.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, before we get to Annie in Billings, here's a message we got from Evan in Belt. You know, we were talking about tax cuts and how revenues went up. Uh, and it happens time and time again. Funny thing, Clark <laughs> got kicked by a mule. I was went crossed. Fell in a well. I got uncrossed. You know, <laughs> I I know I screwed that up. It's probably the reverse way, but y- you get the point, right, John? Funny thing, funny thing, Clark. You know, so uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Evan and Belt says this: Reaganomics cut taxes and raise revenue. Bidenomics cuts jobs, raises inflation, cuts down the border wall, raises drug-related deaths, and cut defense, raises the China spy balloon. The left has a lot to be proud of, but keeping our freedom is not one of them. Uh, That's from our Air Force veteran uh, friend, Evan in Belt. Thanks for that message. Let's go to Annie in Billings. Uh, Annie, uh, what's on your mind? Good morning. Morning. I'm calling because one of my friends informed me that At the Lincoln Center, um, the superintendent ordered a set of laundry that was put in the basement of the Lincoln Center, and that there is a code on that door, whatever goes down to the laundry, and that the migrants in Billings have been given that code and access to go there and do their laundry whenever they should so want to. So employees that work for the school district in that building, whoever is in that building, have some concerns about them having access to that building. And I'm wondering how the superintendent somehow got involved to provide laundry for the migrants that are in Billings. Huh. This is the first I've heard of that. Uh, um, yeah, if you got uh, any any info you can share from, from your source. I I know when I spoke with the superintendent back uh, back in December, I, I know, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out a plan for how they're going to absorb these 100 uh, so-called refugee families, how they're going to teach, you know, Afghans, uh, you know, culture and how women are supposed to be treated, for example. Uh, he specifically pointed that out and language training and everything else. But, yeah, I, have, I haven't I didn't know. Did they have a big laundry operation in the Lincoln Center for the, the school district? That's my understanding from an employee that works there is the superintendent ordered laundry that was installed in the basement of the Lincoln Center for them to use. And so I'm wondering, what about the other Montanans that don't have a place or whatever? Where are these migrants staying that they don't have laundry? So you have to come and use the laundry at the Lincoln Center, and then they have access to the rest of the building. And they were told that this was on the QT. They had to keep it quiet. Hmm. Yeah, well, like I say, um, yeah, I'd have to verify that. But if you, you've got sources that can share some information, yeah, I'd be interested in checking it out and uh, hearing more uh, about that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, can, you know, hit up some of our references as well. Uh, Annie, thanks for the call. Uh, John Jackson, uh, you know, we don't know how many illegal aliens are in Montana, but we know there's got to be a lot. Just, I mean, just look at how many have been arrested in, in Bozeman, Montana, just in the last few months alone. A couple of wrong way drunk drivers on the interstate, both illegal aliens, two separate incidents. You had three in a 
human trafficking sting operation that were illegal aliens that were busted in that uh, operation. So that's just the ones we know about. I'd like to hear if that's going on. How's that legal? Because the, that's a taxpayer paid for building. Guarantee the taxpayers have paid for that that laundry service in there. So how is it legal for anyone to give that to other people? Um, I, I don't understand that, number one. And number two, kind of good news is if that's true, it won't last six months because the illegals and the homeless down there will break it. Um, you know, screw it up, you know, trash it. it it'll, it'll be trashed in six months. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I know we're getting short on time. Let's go to Lucas Schubert in Kalispell. I mentioned uh, we, we've got some news on our Montana Talks website. He shared that special session information. Lucas, uh, yeah, what did you want to share with our listeners? Thanks for calling in. Hey, I was just going to say with the special session, you know, I, I personally thought it was a uh, generally good idea that they were going to go and get, you know, the Supreme Court, they struck down, and well, I guess they sided with the uh, the governor on this increased taxation. So the legislature, you know, conservatives in the legislature said, listen, let's just cut the taxes so that people don't have to deal with it regardless. Um, but the main thing I actually wanted to talk about, I don't know if y'all talked about it earlier, was the uh, Pornhub blocking access in the state of Montana because of the law that said you need age verification so that little kids, you know, aren't able to get on. And the, but you know, the thing about that is that I, I, what I saw is someone like Kevin Ham, who's running for Congress in <laughs> out east. He defended that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, Kevin Ham, a Democrat candidate for Congress, was mad that uh, that they're going to have age verification to access this pornography website. And then, you know, what else I thought was funny, Lucas? One of the climate kids, one of the climate kid activists that had the, that sued the state for climate change. Apparently, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't happy about it either. And I said, wait a minute, don't you realize that people viewing all those things on those electric sites, uh, they have to burn electricity for that, and uh, kind of fuels climate change, if that's what you believe. Yeah, burning coal. There you go. So. <laughs> but you know, driving you know driving a pickup to to haul your cattle is bad for climate change. But you can burn all the electrons you want if it's on Pornhub, according to some of these <laughs> these Democrats. Yeah, it, it's pretty ridiculous. All right, Lucas. Thanks for calling in, John. Uh, yeah, you're kind of the expert on this stuff around. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't see how they're actually going to do age verification because you'd have to have an ID and then scan your picture in. Who's who's going to do that? What site is going to be prepared to administer that? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, it's, it's funny the Democrats are pissed.